From Hollywood to you. Thank you for listening to us. Ryan Seacrest. Seacrest! On air, on air, on air with Ryan Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest with you. Uh, Tanya, good morning. Good morning. Do we have Patty? I don't see her yet. Patty, good morning. Zoom in. Does she know the pa- Does Patty know the password? Did we change the password again? No, we didn't because I have it on a little sticky note Tubbs gave me, so I have it right oh, here. What is the password? Should I say it on the air? It's just a bunch yep. of numbers. Absolutely. It, say the numbers in the order that they are on your notepad. Zero, three, No, no, zero. don't, 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 oh. don't. Really? Oh. <laughs> no, what will happen? People can, then everybody in the world can zoom in with us? Yeah. Well, that's fine. Everybody well, in the world. Everybody in the world. The two people yeah. that might actually want to join? I don't know. <laughs> Patty, I just want you to know, uh, hand me my stack of papers over there, Tums, from earlier. Yep. There we go. Thank you. Patty, I just want you to know that uh, you are going to be featured in a direct from Hollywood report that will air nationwide later about your new CBS television commitment. Patty Rodriguez, who co-hosts and produces on air with Ryan Seacrest, has just gotten a new scripted TV show into development at CBS. <laughs> Patty Rodriguez. Isn't that crazy. Wilmer crazy. Valderrama will be executive producing. It's called Mexican Beverly Hills. Yep. What's it about? It is about uh, Downey, the city of Downey. It's about a a family, a first-generation Mexican-American family that moves into Downey and has to, you know, become Latino, even more Latino. The city of Downey, it's a big Latino city, 99% Latino, and the majority of the people that live in Downey are affluent Latinos. Mm-hmm. which is something that, you know, you don't really see on television. And we want to be able to bring that on to the show. If Patty's partner, Eric Galindo, created and sold the show through their production company, Sin Miedo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're Prodco. She's got an entity. I know. She's got an, a couple LLC entities, uh, which means what? Without fear? That's what it means. Exactly. The, but the story goes on. It's all going to be featured in a direct from Hollywood, honey. Hot on the heels of two podcasts they've already managed to sell. <laughs> I know. I read this article. I think it's so awesome. It's so major. Patty is like the epitome of a modern woman just doing her thing. Show sounds and... great, too. Show sounds great. It's a great idea. Yeah. All right, so, Patty, get ready because um, actually on the air live, I am going to record the Direct from Hollywood report that will be shipped nationwide for a later broadcast. We'll just do it in the show. We'll do it within the show on the show for that segment that goes to other stations. Great. So think about what you're going to say because it says Patty insert here. So oh re- oh I did not know that. Okay. I yeah. Get so you that. need like a one liner on it because these things are to time. I'm told. Okay. So about like right. two seconds, three second no, liner. Oh, twelve seconds. Oh wow. Oh, is. you give me twelve seconds. Great. Ah, look. I may give you 14. Uh, less of me, more of you is fine. Let me grab. And Patty, get ready. We're going to record our Direct from Hollywood live. Sophie, good morning. How you doing? Hi, morning. So, Sophie, I understand you used to be married to a narcissist. That's what they just told me. Oh, no. I, I was, unfortunately, yeah. Well, now, I, I don't want to confuse this, but Patty and Tanya find narcissists attractive. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, that is definitely why I got into it in the first place. I mean, they really, when they first meet you, they're unbelievably charming. Everyone loves them. They make you feel instantly cooler when you're with them. So you feel like if you're attached to them, you're just like at the top of the world. Everyone's going to love you, too. But once you find out they are indeed, by definition, a narcissist, doesn't that make them unattractive? Well, the thing is, you know, what with a narcissist, they really get into that gaslighting. And so they convince you that if you were to ever leave, that you no one's ever going to want you. You're def- you're not pretty. You're dumb. Hmm. You know, he made me feel in the beginning great. But then once, you know, that kind of fades off after the whole honeymoon period, then they start making you stay because a narcissist, honestly, at the bottom of it is actually someone who's incredibly insecure. So <laughs> they to keep you there because they make you feel just as insecure as they do. And you get really hooked into it. So it's not a good idea. No, no. And are you free of all of this now? I am. I have happily married to someone new who's amazing. I have a six-year-old little boy and like my whole changed my careers. I mean, I kind he got pretty dark and, I will say, like, be careful with them. They they go beyond just you know emotional abuse. I'd say. Yikes! Um, I'm but so, I'm living. Ugh, I'm so sorry. I, I'm living an amazing. I mean, it was the best thing I ever did to get away, and I I'm ten times better of a person I am than I was when I was with him. Well, I'm glad that you are in a safe place and a happy place. Tanya's a question. Well, I just want to yeah. know because you know a lot of people that are in relationships with narcissists, they just don't know how to get out. How did you do it? Yeah. Honestly, and I'm not to say that I recommend this for everybody because obviously cheating bad, but I was on a separation period. I'll just say that. Um, but I had, was going to nursing school and I uh, met some guy who honestly started showing me like what I should be treated with. It's a way I had never been treated. And I was kind of confused at first. Like, wait, I thought where I was in was perfect. But this other guy gave me like treated me so nicely you know, helped me and he actually gave me a safe space to go. And, you know, that kind of started our relationship and that's who I'm married to now and have my little boy with. Wow. Well, you sound great. You sound like you're really fulfilled. So Sophie, thank you for calling and sharing that. You take care. Thank you. You guys too. Have a great day. Okay. You too. Bye. All right. So to all of the uh, technical producers somewhere, they're listening to the show. Here we go. I'm going to give you our uh, Patty Rodriguez direct from Hollywood. We're going to record it live. Patty, no pressure. Here it comes. Ready? And these things are little segments that air around the country. And it's all about Patty, so I thought we'd do it here. Well, we're very excited to announce, and they write down what kind of the notes, so I, if I sound funny, sorry. All excited to announce that our very own Patty Rodriguez, who co-hosts and produces on air with Ryan Seacrest, just got a new TV show into development with CBS. It's a scripted show. Yes, Tanya? Oh, sorry. No, I was just going, woohoo! Like, oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. But we're recording. You threw your arms up like we said something wrong. Sorry, I was oh, just excited. No. All right, let's come back and do it in a second. On air with Ryan Seacrest. Time for your morning hack on 102.7 Kiss FM. Here it is. And then every day. I like a good quote. Oh, love. Got the quote of the day. Here it is. If everyone in your office is fighting over the right temperature... What do you do? It's common. But the proper temperature can actually affect productivity. So they say it's different for what men and women want. They say women like it to be 76 degrees. Men like it at 72. So this article in the research says if you split the difference at 74, 
it should be the right temperature to appease everybody. Now, what do you sleep at, Tanya? I sleep at 70. They say 68, 69. 68, I think, is what doctors recommend to get the best sleep. Patty, what do you sleep at? 69. Yeah. 68, 69. Or not that it's cold. Under 70. Or not that it's cold. It's just weird. Well, start... (laughs) Yeah, start if you can warmer and then cut it off. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. I don't want to get into the science of how I sleep, but my vent is over my head where I lay. Oh, no. Exactly. So my but shoulders are always freezing. Scoot over? Well, it's very crowded that way. Oh. <laughs> yeah, how many people are in that bed of yours? No, no, no. I have six, seven pillows over there. Uh, oh, in Georgia, right? Well, I've put her in her bed. She's been. Oh. She was getting too comfortable sleeping between my legs, and Daddy doesn't want her there, not oh. all night, because yeah. you know you roll over. It's like a thing. Yeah, not, not her. Mm-mm. Daddy doesn't want her there. No. Georgia's my little girl. I know. Today's quote: Sometimes the easiest way to solve a problem is to stop participating in the problem. <laughs> stop participating in the problem. Just get out. On air with Ryan Seacrest. Tanya, this is a final few newscast you're going to do so let's get it and then Sisney's returning very soon but Tanya filling in a power bump was reported at LAX last night delaying some flights many systems at the airport came back online after the issue was reported but some terminals were on backup power from 7 30 until almost 9 in an effort to ease an unprecedented backlog the ports of LA and Long Beach will now start finding shipping companies that slow down the unloading process Starting Monday, arriving containers will be allowed to stay for nine days before fines start accumulating. And immunity from COVID-19 vaccines and infections both last at least six months, according to a new science brief from the CDC. The CDC has urged everyone, regardless of whether they have been infected, to be vaccinated because it was unclear how long natural immunity lasts. On air. On air with Ryan Seacrest. Oh, Ryan Seacrest, Tanya, Patty. Sisney's back soon, and I've got Disneyland tickets for you again this morning in just a second. Then Jingle Ball tickets. It's sold out every hour starting early. We've got your Jingle Ball tickets presented by Capital One. That at 735. That's your next shot. Okay, uh, let's grab Joe. Hey, Joe, thank you for listening to us. How you doing, Joe? Hi, I'm doing great. How about you? Super good. Thank you for asking. Uh, we had gotten into this conversation this week about Halloween being over, Thanksgiving, great, fantastic celebration coming, Christmas, Hanukkah, all on the way. Are you for or against getting the decorations up sooner than later? Well, I don't know if I want to use the word against because that's such a strong word for the it holidays, is. and holidays are supposed to be, you know, cheerful and um, giving, you know, and celebration, however that means to people and if that means putting it up early then great but me uh as far as my opinion goes i feel like it should be put up maybe the week before thanksgiving or something or maybe a little oh, more that's than okay that. like, I, I i'm willing to negotiate with you that's i like that idea I, look here's the thing i feel like the world's in a different place you know whatever it is that you observe or celebrate this holiday season why not start thematics early yeah. you know like it's just because fuck once you get to january and january february until valentine's day it's kind of a boo 
bleak. When those That's decorations true. come down, it's woof. Like, it's everything's so naked when the lights come down. So yeah, I'm now, sure I'm yeah. sure Sydney twins would like that too. Having well, the I, I, I have I have a feeling they've already been crafting. You know, Michael's already been, and I don't mean Michael. I mean the crafting store. Michael, Michael's already been by with his magic Michael wand. Oh wow! <laughs> All right, thank you for listening, Joe. You take care. You too. All right, bye. Bye, bye, buddy. We're gonna start sprinkling a few Christmas songs here or there, but I have wreaths and. Any of my stuff, can't get the tree up, but my wreaths will probably start going up before Thanksgiving. For Uh, sure. All right, Patty, you ready to do this? Because uh, Patty's got some big news, and it happened to be on my uh, agenda today to turn in as a report called Direct from Hollywood, which goes nationwide and runs later. But I thought instead of doing this later, uh, let's just do it live now, Patty, and then this will ship out around the country. Ready? Let's do it. All excited to announce that our very own Patty Rodriguez, who co-hosts and produces On Air with Ryan Seacrest, has just gotten a new scripted TV show into development with CBS that Wilmer Valderrama will be executive producing called Mexican Beverly Hills. Patty and her partner, Erica Lindo, created and sold the show through their production company, Sin Miedo. Hot on the heels of two podcasts they've also managed to sell, and the story's very personal to Patty. Patty says... Mexican Beverly Hills is inspired by Eric's life, tells the story of a working-class Mexican-American family that moves to the wealthy Latinx city of Downey. This show is going to be aspirational, fun, and celebrate Latinos in a beautiful light. And, and a sounds- huge shout-out yes. to our agent, Valerie, at 8-3. All right. Thank you, Patty. That sounds very good. And thank you, <laughs> Valerie. And congratulations, Patty. We're all super proud of our Patty Rodriguez. Mexican Beverly Hills on CBS. Look for it. All right, great. That's just a good job, Patty. Thank you. Isn't it crazy? It's crazy. My favorite part is when you're doing the report. You say, wait, there's more. Let me tell you. I got (laughs) more. I got a list of thank yous. You know, just when I have faith, I lose faith. Here we go with the second date update on 102.7 KISS FM. So follow along here. Brandon meets somebody on Bumble. And Brandon's going to be on the phone in a second. So Brandon meets somebody on Bumble. They go out three times. All right? They go axe-throwing, apparently, he says. Each date was better than the last, but now she doesn't want to have a fourth date, and he can't figure out why. Now, how do you go out three times yeah. and then blow off number four? Brandon, thanks for coming on. So I don't understand people, bro. How? What? So she says, yeah, three times, and then the fourth should be like a gimme. Right? The fourth should be kind of an, a fait accompli, an automatic. That's what I'm saying. It was, it's so confusing to me because they kept getting better and better. We met on Bumble and then on the third date we kissed and I thought, oh my gosh, this is going great. And I've heard nothing ever since. So I have no idea. What what happened? The kiss was bad. No, I'm asking. No, I'm I'm not asking. I'm I'm reading Tanya's mind. What am I doing? Yeah, I am. So, but hold on, Brandon. Three dates to wait to kiss. I feel like that's a long time. Uh, yeah, but, you know, I, I, I see us going somewhere, so I didn't want to rush it. It's just, so I don't want was, to put words in anybody's mouth. So, Tony, why don't you say what you're thinking? Uh, if you kiss on the third date and she doesn't want to come back for a fourth, I feel like maybe the kiss wasn't didn't give her goosies, tingles. Uh, I mean, that's fair, but we kissed, and then we kissed, and then we kept kissing. Right, that might be the problem, I think, is what Tony's saying. Uh, but we don't know. Let's not jump to conclusions here, Brandon. Right, we're gonna. Right, right, right. <sighs> I mean, what? I mean, Tanya, I knew exactly what you were thinking when you said. Uh... 
They go out three times, and on the fourth date, she didn't want to come because they kissed on the third date. Yikes. Yeah. I please, please, dating universe, don't let this be that he's a bad kisser, and that's why she didn't go out with him on the fourth time. I don't want to no, walk into that. it doesn't mean he's that. a bad kisser. It just means they don't have chemistry. Okay, but it also could mean it's a bad kisser. Right? You always tell me that if you're not a good kisser, you don't get a call from Tanya Rat. Yeah, but I don't think it means that the other person's a bad kisser necessarily. It just means that, that he and I don't have chemistry. Brandon, we have tracked down Mia, and Mia is going to come on the air with us now. So here's the thing. Just be quiet. Let us ask some questions. See what we can find out, okay? Okay, great. All right. They met on Bumble. They go out one, two, three times. On the third time, they kiss. And then he, she doesn't want to go out on the fourth time. So what happened? Tanya, any any thoughts? Solid quote, man. Wow. Okay. Keep, keep it down. Keep it down. <laughs> Mia? Hi. Hey, Mia. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm nervous. Uh, we have... I have you on the air, and we have Patty and Tanya also with me on Kiss FM. Thank you for agreeing to go on. We're calling you about Brandon, a guy that you met on Bumble and went out with a few times. Does that ring a bell? Yeah, yeah. I I definitely went out with Brandon a few times. And tell me, how did that go? Um, It was weird. I will be very honest. Um, He ended, he like seems like he had an end time to every date. It was very strange and like, you know, the first time we got drinks and he was like, I need to leave at eight. And I was like, okay. And then the second time we went out, it was like the same thing happened where he's like, he's like looking at his watch and like, he's like I, at nine, he's like, okay, I need to go. And I'm like, what? And then it happened again the next time. And I'm just like, I don't like, is he meeting somebody else? Like is what's going on here? Now you get to this third date. How did it end? Well, he was, again, looking at his watch, and, like, right at 9, he was like, okay, I'm really sorry. Like, I got to go. And, like, I felt like we were still, like, I could have stayed there. It was a Friday night, too. I'm like, what? Like, Where is he going? What? But, but did, yeah. I think what I'm getting at is, did he kiss you then? Well, yes, but, I mean. How was, was that? Like, rushed. <laughs> rushed. Not, a, not what you want to hear. No. 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 But otherwise, fine, fair, good. I mean, our conversation was great, except for the fact that I, I feel like you know he he definitely kept checking his the time and so, yeah. Did you like him otherwise? Did you want to go out with him again otherwise before all that? You know, as long as I I feel like he's not being sneaky and like you know if he's seeing other people like that's fine, but just say that. But you know, but I did like him overall. I mean, right. so we had a great conversation. I thought we had fun or would have had fun. Okay, so me, I have Brandon now here on the line. Brandon, join this conversation, please. Mia, don't hang up. Brandon, what were you checking on? What were you doing? Hey, so hey, Mia, I uh, I wasn't <laughs> like like uh, no, I wasn't going to meet anybody else. I just I'm a very regimented guy. You know, I like to to work out at a certain time. I like to get to bed but by a certain nine o'clock time on a Friday. And... What are you checking on, bro? Well, I I mean, I I had to get up actually the next day at like. 5.30 to go on, on a long bike ride. But, so I but, just... but, 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 Brandon, why wouldn't you say, hey, Mia, let's get together, or hey, Mia, I mean, I, I got to bail early because I'm up at the crack. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. 
I, I, I guess maybe I should have. I, yeah, but I, I just, you know, I, I kind of, again, I just very regimented and, and I like to have my start and end times and, and maybe I got a little carried away with that. Mia, I don't know about dating someone that has to have start and ends <laughs> if things are going organically well. I mean, look, oh. I'm all for starting it. I know it's the pot calling the kettle. Yeah. But I don't know. It's like if things are going well and you're vibing, like, push your workout. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, like, live a little. Yeah, um, I, 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 I'm, I not, I'm not for great, this. No, it's a great character quality. The fact that he honors yeah, his commitments. Great. He's biking with somebody mm-hmm. at 530. He's going to. But, but, but say that to Mia at the top of the evening or when you meet. Hey, I don't want to be rude. When it comes nine, I got a bail because I committed to a buddy of mine to do something. Don't make because I don't even know did Brandon go biking. What do we know? True. Maybe he didn't. True. I, I definitely did, but I think I think you're right. Like I didn't even think about that, Mia. I I just again I didn't even point. think about it, and I'm sorry. And maybe just okay. don't make plans on those nights. Like maybe go out Saturday night instead. Hey, give yourself do what Tanya does. She when she used to date, she would. Definitely have an out, but oh, if it out. went well, it wasn't a real out, you know? Yes. Yeah. yeah. She was totally dishonest from the get-go. Yeah. It's a perfect right? move. Yeah. Um. All right. I'm not for it, but Mia, what do you think? I mean, if we can, like, not have an end time and you can, like, <laughs> like just enjoy the night and not, like, worry about doing anything else the next day, like, I, I, would, I would go out with you again and we can see. I would. I would. That'd be great. I, I I would love that, and I'll make sure to not have any kind of hard end night end time for us. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. Awesome. awesome. All right, guys, over to you. Thank you very much. Uh, over I'd to la- you. I mean, I'm not. In- I'd like to break up with him. I don't think he's being that thoughtful, and I'm not so sure. I believe that he had to go biking. Why would he lie? He's the one calling us saying, I liked her. I don't know what happened. Right. Okay, suspend that for a second. How about he doesn't say, hey, first of all, taking her out and you got to get up at four in the morning to go for a bike ride. I'm not so sure that's good programming anyway. Second of all, when things are going well, you should say, if he thought that and she thought that, you should say, oh, I'm so bummed that I made this commitment, but I've got to honor it because I'm having a great time. Not just look at your watch and leave and yeah, have a rushed I mean, kiss. He he been which are proactive. red flags to me for later in life. No. For sure. Oh, because What's that a red flag for? It's not so considerate. He's not thinking it through. He's not thinking how the other person feels. He's not in the moment. He's not present. Like Just because you and Robbie have your perfect Travis Barker-Courtney relationship <laughs> doesn't mean that everything we say, Patty and I are wrong now, you know? I'm not saying that it's wrong. I just don't think that it's a huge red flag. This isn't like a guy that's lying. This isn't a guy that's like some crazy narcissist. This is just a guy who... We just met the guy. Honors his commitment. Yeah, we, we don't know all that. All right, we have to... We, this, we can go round and round. You spin me, but we got to take one. Right you dip? Are we dipping? On air. On air with Ryan Seacrest. All right, Austin, thank you for hanging on there for a second. So you're calling about your fiance? Yeah. What's so, happening? I'm getting married in a few weeks, and I'm a little nervous because my fiance, she just dyed her hair. And okay. she's always had this beautiful blonde hair, and now it's jet black. Like She looks completely different. 
And, I mean, her parents are pretty upset. Uh, but I think she looks great. You know, she can what, rock them both. What are you concerned about? Well, I guess what I'm really concerned about is that I just feel like this could be a sign she's getting cold feet, like she's doing something kind of radical. And I definitely think there's some kind of psychological reason for this that maybe she doesn't realize. And she's just telling me she did it because she wanted to, but I feel like there's got to be more than that. So I'm a little bit unworried, worried. So I'm unworried because probably just trying to come up with a fun look for the wedding or whatever it is you're going to do to celebrate. But I'm a little worried because if you don't believe her now and she says something and think around it, what's going to happen throughout this whole marriage when she says something she feels? You're always going to not think it's right or true or for real? So I'm worried and worried. Oh. You see what I'm saying? So I, yeah, it sounds like you're saying I'm the problem. I, I didn't say those words at all. I'm just saying I'm worried, unworried. Like, I'm not worried because it's just a hair color and it could be fun. Like, I changed mine up. You can't really do much to mine, but I have changed it up before for no reason. And look at this now. It's different. It's got, I got to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I believe I believe her. I mean, I trust her. I well, just, that's the thing you, you know. can't you can't go into this marriage second guessing what she's telling you if she's telling you. I have to disagree. I kind of think that you're right on the money with this. I think when you make a big hair change, you either want to you know start over again, have a fresh start. There's something that triggers you wanting to have a physical change like that. I don't necessarily think it has to do with your marriage though. Has something big happened in her life where she wants to like begin again and start anew? Well, she did just get a new job, so I didn't even think it could be that, but yeah, maybe it's not the wedding. Maybe I'm just being a little self-conscious. Or are you worried about getting married? Oh. <laughs> I mean, just the normal jitters, but I want to do it for sure. Okay. Well, this could be nothing. This could really be nothing. All right, Austin? Good luck. Okay. All right. Thanks for calling. Or it could be something. It could be something. But I think if you're thinking it's something, I worry about spending the rest of your life in that something. You know what I'm saying? That should be the quote of the day tomorrow. It could be nothing or it could be something. You follow? Yeah. It could be nothing. Or it could be something, but if I don't you think, think it's, I don't think it's not, it's not not something. Right. So if he thinks it's something, I worry something. a little bit. Oh. All right. So I think I healed my shoulder. Uh, I just know that we always talk about what it is that we're into these days. Certainly for fitness and what we're eating and all that. I think I'm gonna start boxing again. I feel like I was at a, one of my better fitness chapters when I was boxing. So I'm not I'm not doing competitively. I'm doing it for right. fitness. Yes. Uh, and di did you ever do it? Yeah, I used to go to a boxing gym very often. Actually, and I don't know why I stopped. I messed up well, my because knee. the pandemic came. Like a lot of us stopped doing things because the pandemic. Yeah. I messed up my knee too, and my shoulder, and my elbow, and my ankle. So, <laughs> <laughs> what do you do next? <laughs> what do you do? like water sports? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's terrible. Imagine really? if I, oh, if I was slaloming and oh. I hit the water wrong, I just torqued my ankle or my knee. Oof. No, I feel like swimming and, and sports in oh, the water I are think better water for skiing. you I think you want to be out water skiing every day. No, 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 no. Well, listen, let me, one one step at a time. I'll let you know how the boxing goes. But right. let's get into your training report. So would you ever go to an ex's wedding? 
is the yes. question. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay, so Drew Barrymore and Tom Green, they were married for a year before they called it quits in 2002. Tom was a guest on Drew Barrymore's show and was asked this question during the Drew's News segment. He said, would you ever go to an ex's wedding? And so Tom responded. He said, I've never been invited to an ex's wedding. And he kind of like looked over at Drew with one of those like looks, you know, like you didn't invite me to your wedding. So Drew Barrymore was married to Will Copelman back in 2012 before they split in 2016. I know it's a lot of dates, but... Uh, it could have been a really awkward moment, but it seemed like the two of them are really friendly now and they're past it. But I feel like Tom makes a good point. I think it's good that he wasn't invited to Drew Barrymore's wedding because I do think that's so awkward as her ex-husband to go to her wedding. Do you guys agree? Well, I like the notion that one would be on such good terms with their ex that they would be considered a friend who could be invited on paper. I like the thought of it. The question then is, <laughs> could you actually go do it and not have your heart hurt? In reality, right. Yeah, because I think there's two, to me, there's like two tracks of this. Hey, you're a big part of my life. I'll always appreciate that. Thank you. And you're my friend. I'm getting married. Heads up. Or is it heads up, join us? The join us is just a line that I don't think needs to be crossed. I understand not having bad feelings, but the inviting, I don't know. So then I, I, think, I think you may be right. It could be heart hurting to do that. And it could also just, you don't want any of those thoughts. But would is it is it okay? You're friendly with your ex and you say, just want to let you know I'm getting married. Thank you for being a part of my life. I just feel like it's unnecessary. Why? To so just don't tell them? Yeah. That's your ex. That's your past. Remember, well, you, you actually- We look <gasps> at- You and I look at exes differently. I know, but you just gave this quote last week, and I'm going to not say it correctly, but it was such a good quote. It was like, stop living in the past. Your past doesn't need you anymore. Your future mm. needs you. I think it's kind of cold for somebody to hear you getting married, and you don't give them heads up. But mm. why, though? You, we don't owe anyone anything. Well, guys, That's right. You live, you live your life, and I'll be over here on my side, living mine. I mean, and I together, guess it's different we'll with meet. you because you, you know, you still have a relationship Feelings. with your exes. So is it okay? Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, okay, thank It's you. okay. That's okay. Thank to you. reach out to them and say, "Hey, by the way, I'm getting before you hear from someone else. Just want to let you know that." By the way, know. if if my ex is listening now, she's like, "Yeah, that that call will come." <laughs> <laughs> I don't even believe it. You cannot believe me. Hey, I just want a heads up. I'm getting married. Uh, yeah. Okay. Call me. Sure never. you are. Um, all right. Oh. Tony, you bonfire your ex's notes and stuff. Like, that's a whole different... You're on a pl- like our planets are in different solar systems. Oh yeah, I shut the door, baby. I like a shut door. I like it locked, signed, sealed, delivered. Uh, Bye. 1-800-520-1027. Taylor's in Northridge. Taylor, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well also. Thank you. So out in Northridge, tell me what we can do for you. Okay. Just have a slight dilemma question ponder of the day. I am getting married, which is very exciting. Congratulations. Thank you so much. And this isn't a big but. It is just a wondering of the walking down the aisle. I have seen 
so many people walk themselves down the aisle or, you know, more typical, your father walks you down the aisle. And I have a great relationship with both my parents. And I'm just thinking maybe I want to ask both my parents to walk me down the aisle because they both raised me. But I don't know if that means how, my dad. How are like they? How, how, what's their relationship like? They're, they're still married and loving and great. <laughs> oh, then I think that's a fine thing to ask for. I, I, I'm not a traditionalist in the sense that you've got to do what everybody else does. Yeah, I just didn't know. I mean, I know you're not a father, but imagine you have a kid today, and in 25 years, she's like, I don't know if I just want you to walk me down the aisle. Like, maybe I want two. Is that something you, like, dream about, like, one day? Ryan's <sighs> chest just went up when you said that. I mean, it did take me and the person, uh, kid's mother to be there, so why not share the honor? Okay, I like that thought position. I just think so many people were like, but this is like the moment yeah. they dream about forever. I, well, I don't worry. I, for you, I don't want you to worry about so many people. I think if your parents are in a loving, great relationship and this is what you want, how what a beautiful thing to be able to do. The three of you coming down the aisle. Tony, do you disagree? Because you have these looks on your face. Like, Ryan, how could you dare? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. My look is like, yes, because you know what? Oh, unbox, well, unbox your wedding. We don't have to do what everybody else does. You can okay. do your own thing. Unbox. We are not just check boxes. Right. So, see, that's why I thought mm. you were not into it because of the expressions you were making when you were saying that. <laughs> I was like, wait, <laughs> yeah. are you against me? Are you with me on this? I'm um, with you. <laughs> Taylor, yeah, this is uh, something you want. It's your day. It's a beautiful thought. I say go for it. Okay, cool. I love it, Tanya. Unbox it. I like that. I'm going hey, to move on with dad. that in my head. Yeah, mom and Dad, we're going to unbox this wedding. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You take care. I like care. it. Great. All right. Thank you. Bye. We're not a <sighs> box at the doctor's office. Mrs., Miss, single, married. No. That's More the first that. time I was asked. To picture myself walking my child down the aisle. I was like, what? You're like, I can't even picture me. What? Right. She went generation ahead. Like, oh. No, she jumped the generation. Wow. I was like, whoa. <laughs> That's why my chest Slow. popped out Slow of my down. button down. On air. On air with Ryan Seacrest. Good morning, Amy. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well, too. That's great. Too, it's a well, well. Well, how can we help you? So I overheard um, when I was listening to the radio a couple days ago, the scam that you and Tanya were talking about as far as the text that someone yeah, sent. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, were, yeah, 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 yeah. We both got one. Basically, they say, well, Tanya, what did yours say? Mine said like, so hey, it, Brixton, uh, I'm back in town wanting, basically wanting to meet up like you yes. met, met with them on a dating app. They thought your name was Brixton? Yes. Mm-hmm. Huh. So they put my boyfriend's name on on it, but it came to my phone. So Whoa. I completely thought he was cheating or doing something behind my back. So I was freaking out. And That's I go into elaborate. my detective mode. Yeah, what'd you very, find out? And I found out that a bunch of people were getting the exact same thing, almost verbatim. And then they also got the same picture. Mm. And their goal is to get you to send them a provocative picture back mm. and then they blackmail you with it. So I think the net here is there's a lot of these scams coming into phones. And if something looks strange or you don't recognize the number or the photo, whatever, don't certainly don't send something back. Yeah. But right? also like who's Absolutely. sending a provocative photo back? Well, they 
get some back and forth going because she's very flirtatious or the bot, yeah. whoever it is. And a lot of the verbiage doesn't make sense going back and forth right. to do a certain number of replies. And yeah. then they um, then they flip it over to a live person. So I think <laughs> they're just sending it out in mass. Well, Amy, this is a, a very good public service. Thank you very much. I panic when it asks me on my some of my apps if I'm the bot or not. Like, look at this intersection where do you see a light right, where, how many crosswalks like click out. all the crosswalks what if i miss it i'm like i'm gonna miss this okay and like wait do you mean ah, that's a good picture one's quite close by i don't know i don't want to screw this up don't call me a bot you bot on air on air with ryan seacrest it's ryan seacrest with you you know we often talk about our exercise what to eat and how we you know we start something we stop something there's a really interesting TED Talk given by Dan Buettner that I saw. And, and, Patty, you're all over the TED app. You're watching those talks all the time. Um, and he's also an author, and he's written a new book called The Blue Zones Challenge, A Four-Week Plan for a Longer, Better Life. I was actually at the grocery store, and I saw the National Geographic, and on the cover it said Blue Zone. And I picked it up, and he authored the piece that I read, and he joins us now. Dan, how are you, man? Never better, Ryan. Good to connect. Hey, it's great to connect with you. I've been very excited that uh, you're coming on today because if anybody wants to see a great talk about uh, life and happiness and longevity, Dan Buettner gives a fantastic TED Talk on the topic. And I'm also impressed with, I don't know, you're a great speaker. I don't know how you studied what you do, but you're great on stage. That's a big compliment coming from Ryan Seacrest himself. (laughs) I, I could never have that many logical thoughts in order, my friend. Um, but but the the blue zone to sum it up how how would you just for people never heard of it because I talked to friends that have and haven't what's the headline? So instead of trying to find the secret to longevity in a test tube or a petri dish, uh, we reverse engineered longevity by finding the areas in the world where people are actually making it to age one hundred without the diseases that are foreshortening our, our lives, and then. Working with National Geographic, I brought teams of scientists to each of these five blue zones around the world and teased out the common denominators or or the characteristics that explain longevity. And remarkably, Ryan, no matter where you go in the world and find long-lived people, they're doing the same things over and over and over again. So we just distilled that into a number of books and, and put it to work in this Blue Zone Challenge book, which is coming out in December. Now, one of those areas he is talking about is here in Southern California, off the 10 between Colton and Redlands, uh, Loma Linda. What, what is Loma? I've seen it, but for those who haven't, what did you get out of seeing what's happening in Loma Linda, Dan? There you have the highest concentration of Seventh-day Adventists in the world. And they're conservative Christians who distinguish themselves from other Christians in that they evangelize with health and they celebrate their Sabbath on Saturday. So they really take one day a week. You know, the rest of us tend to, you know, get busy 24-7. They carve out 24 hours from Friday night until Saturday night and focus on their God. They focus on their family and they take a nature walk. And we're finding that when it comes to longevity, there's no short-term fix. So if you want to live a long time, you need to set up your life so the healthy choice is the easy choice every day. And that's what seems to really work. And Dan, how? What are some easy ways you can suggest here in this forum for people to subscribe to some of the most common denominators when it comes to these blue zones and the way people are looking at life, socializing, eating, and exercising? 
So I guarantee most people listening right now, come January 1st, are going to make New Year's resolution to change their diet. And by January 19th, statistically, that will fail. Uh, the easiest way to lose weight and add years to your life is turn to a whole food plant-based diet. I wrote another book called The Blue Zone Solution and Blue Zone Kitchen, where I distilled down the diets of longevity. And the five pillars of every Blue Zone diet in the world is whole grains, greens, tubers like sweet potatoes, nuts, and beans. If you're eating a cup of beans a day, uh, that's probably adding four, four to six years to your life expectancy. And also, if, if your go-to snack is nuts, that's adding about two years to your life expectancy. So there are some easy food food uh, tweaks or food hacks to live longer and shave pounds. Hey, not a not a night goes by where I don't have to mine nut skin out of my teeth. So I'm very happy to hear that. <laughs> that really works. The other thing that really works, you know, when you I, I spent 20 years studying the longest of people and the and the secret formula. In blue zones, people don't have better discipline than we do. They, they don't have better diets. They don't have better individual responsibility. But they just live in environments where the healthy choice is the easy choice. So one of the best things you can do is to optimize your social environment. We know that if your three best friends are obese and unhealthy, there's a 150% better chance that you'll be overweight. So building a social circle of three to five friends whose idea of recreation is playing tennis or walking or surfing, who's, uh, who's uh, uh, interested in, in new ideas, who can have a meaningful conversation with you, and ideally a friend or two who's eating vegan or vegetarian because food habits are also contagious. And if you're hanging out with friends who sit around and you know grill hot dogs and brats, that's what you're going to eat. Whereas if you're with people who are vegetarian, you're going to learn how to uh, find delicious whole food plant-based meals, which will add about six years to your life expectancy. I wanted to ask you in closing here, and Dan Butner's book, the new one, The Blue Zones Challenge, A Four-Week Plan for a Longer, Better Life. It's out December 7th. You can see, you know, just go to Amazon or any place you get your books. You can see all of his books there. But before you go, I and we on this, staff, we work a lot. I certainly have many, many nights where I find myself watching the news while I'm eating, and I hear you say, don't watch TV while you eat. Is that because you mindlessly just eat more or is there something happening with the body when you're looking at TV and eating? No, it's mostly we tend to eat to our favorite TV show. So one of the tweaks you can do is take the TV out of your kitchen, put it in your living room. Um, We, we can easily shave about 150 mindless calories out of our day by setting up our kitchen the right way. That's what the blue zone challenge is the way. And two other tweaks you can do to your kitchen Take the toaster off your counter. That'll shave six pounds in two years and establish a junk food drawer that's out of the way or in a pantry. That will shave another four pounds off your weight in two years. So rather than having to be disciplined every day, just do the right things to your home and you'll mindlessly eat better. Well, it's great, man. It's so nice to connect with you here. Really appreciate you coming on and and keep talking. It's good stuff. Thanks, Ryan. A delight to talk to you. All right, Dan. Take care. Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao. Now, this, I'm just reading up on him, and the TED Talk is great. <laughs> He's so much better at speaking than I am in public. 
Um, he holds three Guinness records for endurance cycling. Right? Wow. Yeah, right. Exactly. What are we doing? Like, I'm not even, I'm not even making it through a full any one of my YouTube workouts. It's so simple though. Whole foods from the ground. Boom. Yeah, and obviously, say bye bye by saying ciao ciao. You'll live another day. On air. On air with Ryan Seacrest. Tomorrow, Disneyland tickets. I got them again every hour, starting at six ten. And we are going to check in with Michael. I think it's the final edition of Hands Full with Michael because Sissini is back next week. Crazy. Mm. Maybe it kind of went by fast. So fast. Maybe we should offer him a, a, a different role because I know he is a little bummed out. Well, why don't we talk to Sissini about it to see if she wants him to continue to show up every week? Something small, maybe like, like a bit part. The weather. Something small. Um, do just the weather. <laughs> yeah, he, but he might be great at the weather, Tanya. Don't. Yeah, he may just, be. Don't, don't marginalize his weather skills. Well, he wants to like come and chat, <laughs> chit chat, hang with the gang. Well, why don't we run it by his wife? We'll talk to Sissy about it. But I, I, there's something there. There's something there. Anyway, that's tomorrow. You guys have a good one. This is Kiss FM. Talk soon. Thanks for listening to On Air with Ryan Seacrest. Make sure to subscribe, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.